welcome to the Mind Tales podcast. We are a fast-growing tech mental health organization here to bring you the insights that you need to boost your emotional health and thrive in your daily life. It's our goal to make quality mental health care both accessible and inclusive. If you like our episode or have any suggestions for future content, please like it, leave a comment, or connect with us on Instagram at MindTalesOfficial. It makes us so happy to hear from the MindTales community. Luisa Chatur, welcome to the MindTales Collective podcast. It's such a pleasure to be chatting with you today. Tell me how you are. I'm good. And uh, thanks, Marisa, for arranging this. I love podcasts as a media, so mm-hmm. really thrilled to be here and maybe, you know, share a bit of my wisdom with, uh, <laughs> yeah, with the community. Um, so for those of you meeting Louisa for the first time, she's presently the Programs and Partnerships Manager at Plug and Play Tech Center, which has two accelerator programs in the MENA region focused on fintech and also healthcare and soon an industry 4.0. So Louisa, you're also the MENA ambassador for an initiative called Found Her, which aims to empower female entrepreneurs in the startup world. And I'd love to hear more about your journey growing up in Algeria. So can you take us through your interest in entrepreneurship and tell us more about how your journey into the startup space came about? And actually, you know, it's funny because Entrepreneurship was never on the cards for me. Um, I, I grew up in, in a country where, you know, you had to study hard, get straight A's to have to stand a chance to be competitive in, in the job market. And, you know, typical Asian or Middle Eastern way, if you're not an engineer or a doctor, yeah. or you failed at life. So I did just that. I, I studied pharmacy. I so bachelor in science like straight A's and all of that. And then, uh, you know, was set to go to France for MBA. Mm. And the career was like, the path was already defined. But then in the middle of that, I got uh, the opportunity to get a scholarship uh, in China to study Chinese and do my postgrad cool. studies. And mm-hmm. this is really when that shift in mindset or thinking I think first started because this is the first time where one, I took the decision and Mm -hmm. I was surprised because my parents were very supportive. Um, I think I ticked the box of getting the bachelor. So it's like, now you can do whatever (laughs) you want because you can bounce back and get a job regardless. So absolutely. And it was like a strange time because it was the Olympics. No one was talking about China. The far East was something very exotic. And I'm like, okay, let's see what's out there. And since then, it's been a crazy ride, like 2008 all the way to, yeah, yeah, 2020, where I was pitching to plug and play my idea. Of course, I skipped a few steps, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, after studying so long, I love academia. I love that curiosity that I wanted to keep, uh, but then had to get a job, had to earn money. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I went yeah. back to the industry, worked there for five years, but then something still in me wanted to do more. And I thought entrepreneurship. So I met my co-founder. We started working on how to expand the business for this uh, type one diabetes educational mm-hmm. video game. And then that got me to know and dig deeper about the venture capital world in Middle East, 
this is where I saw my director now, Babak, um, talk about plug and play, how they support early stage startup. I'm like, there you go. Yeah, and I'm like, I have this greatest idea. I want to see how you guys support. Of course, I never put the ask on that LinkedIn. Yeah. Just friendly chat, whatever. So I was, um, yeah. And this is how I got to pitch. But instead of getting funding, I got this uh, job offer to build in a sense because we operate kind of as a startup here in the Middle East to grow fast. Right. And to build that health vertical from scratch. And I've been present at some of the talks and initiatives that you've hosted as well in collaboration with the startup space and the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Abu Dhabi. So it's super cool to hear about it from you firsthand. So among so many of the hats that you've worn throughout your career, your support for female entrepreneurs in particular is one that's really open and out there. Um, and you support women overall through creating these like-minded, inspiring communities where we can learn from each other. So can you tell us more about how Founder works to magnify and extend the achievements of women? And, and how do you see this work that you do at Founder influencing women's representation in the startup world? Sure. I mean, you know, this is quite a recent initiative from Plug and Play. So mm -hmm. think of it as a think tank where, you know, we've seen as a venture capital uh, and, you know, the statistics are not in our favor in terms of female entrepreneurship. And then, but you have to dig deeper into those stats. Why uh, are there not enough investment? Is it not enough entrepreneur, female entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. or is it they're getting more no's than their male counterparts? And this is really how we started seeing, like, as a venture capital and operator of accelerators around the world, you know, we have the tools that we could use to address this gap. And this is how this idea came about. And essentially, there are many mechanisms uh, that we use to, mm -hmm. to address this gap. One is educate and raise awareness by, you know, doing events, bringing female VCs, female entrepreneurs to really tell it like it is, what yeah. is the problem? How, like, uh, what type of issues they face that the male counterparts might not face right. even. Uh, what spaces are they in? What type of industries are they in and how to shed the light on that? So that's mm. one. Second is providing the mentorship necessary. Like how can they access, be it male or female mentors that can get them to the next level? Because, uh, you know, uh, there's this imposter syndrome uh, that we talk about and and uh, like, and you, you see it across the board, not just on, in entrepreneurship, but even so it's more acute in entrepreneurship because it's your idea. And if you don't believe in it and you be, then it just doesn't work. And even in the corporate world, what we've seen in mm -hmm. pitches or in job applications, men, if they take one out of five boxes, they'll just take all five. Us, mm -hmm. we have a more... I would say self-aware and maybe, you know, this imposter syndrome makes us tick just one box. Actually, another interesting and inspiring initiative that you've spearheaded during the past year is called Wovid Diaries. And so from what you've told me about it, it's an NGO and a global platform created by women for women um, to support them through these gender specific challenges that have been sparked by the pandemic. So can you tell us more about why you started this project and how others can get involved? It's crazy to see the evolution um, of this platform because it was 
was essentially a WhatsApp conversation with a few friends talking about everyone facing lockdown in a different part of the world. What we had in common is that like most of us met or lived in China, like uh, mm -hmm. back in the days, and then we all either went to a third country or went back home. And we're, we're just sharing experiences and it's like, oh, let's create this platform. Like, and then it evolved into a website, mm. into its own dedicated podcast, and then uh, a LinkedIn channel and an Instagram where, you know, each platform has its own tone and voice, but essentially it's the same. It's, and I think the central component of Wovid Diaries is um nuance nuance in mm. the discourse nuance in how we approach a certain challenge that women specifically face pre-covid mm. and it's just been worse and exacerbated during and post-covid so like things like pay gap things like right. economic independence and empowerment child care you know and those conversations although they have commonalities across the globe the problems that a teacher in South Africa or a lawyer in Brazil might be slightly different depending on the culture, mm. depending on the local ingredients and the local uh, climate they're facing. Right. So this is what we wanted to bring because I tend to personally think that so far it tends to focus on very big personalities usually coming from the West, the Michelle Obamas, I have nothing against them to the contrary, like Oprah, uh, the Queen of Jordan, Meghan mm -hmm. Markle, all that. But then do it like, I think a, a certain level of celebrity or, um, you know, fame, mm -hmm. it stops being relatable. Yeah, yeah. I love that there's this emphasis on community building and also increasing this element of accessibility to women's stories overall, um, which can often get lost in all of the chaos of just even right now in terms of the pandemic, just kind of shouldering that responsibility onto themselves without really having um, like a space to discuss and, and chat more about it. So for our final part of our conversation, let's chat a bit more about entrepreneurship. So from your own experiences and observations through plug and play, also pitching your own startup in the very beginning beginning. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs and first time startup founders overall? I used to think that like it takes a special type of person to uh, to be an entrepreneur and you need expertise and you need and then like the more I get into the space, I speak to startups, I speak to different founders every day. What is common in terms of success is one is why they started that journey. Like because if that thing is what makes you wake up every morning, this is the right track because yeah. even when like things get tough, you'll still get through because you know why you're into it. Like it, it, it's more than making money and it's more than, you know, finding an occupation. It, it's something, it's a problem that you've identified that mm -hmm. is actually out there and mm -hmm. your solution is you know, and you're bringing a solution to it. Thing I would probably emphasize on is repurposing of skills. So we tend to think like, if I'm an engineer, I can only do engineering stuff, hardware mm -hmm. and all that. But no, you have the engineering brain, meaning utilizing problem solving skills in a certain way, analytical right. skills can be repurposed to something that has nothing to do with engineering or 
capitalizing on skills you've acquired through your career. Don't limit yourself to what your career has been so far or what your diploma uh, or uh, like, uh, you know, academic experience took you to. Like those can be repurposed in the right way in whatever right. endeavor you have uh, going on. Right. And this actually t like ties in so well to the topic of what it means to build a career path, which is actually something I wanted to chat with you about, given that you've navigated so many different opportunities throughout your professional journey and done it so it seems seamlessly. Um, and so if you could chat a bit more about Gen Z and how um, I mean, the ambiguity and complexity that this specific uh, generation is facing in terms of like the pandemic has only added on more confusion as well. So what helped you stay grounded as you navigated your path through entrepreneurship into the VC space and now into your own initiatives and projects? Support system is one key aspect. Like it's always been there. Like the family support, the friends, the, the friends, and, you know, when I say support, it's not like you're awesome, you can do this and uh, everything is rosy. Is also telling you how to stay grounded and how to, like, capitalize on your strengths that they know, like your personal strength. They know you're capable of doing X, Y, Z, but they also is bringing that feedback that is necessary. You know, you need people that you trust that have their your best interest at heart to share tangible and like to, uh, like you know unbiased feedback about what yeah. you should do and what you should not do so that support system that trustworthy circle around you is key um because you know in moments of doubt this is where you go back to recharge in terms of self-confidence because yeah. when you get rejection after rejection you start you know all these demons about i'm not qualified i'm not good enough go going back there to recharge is really like i am worth it i am worth uh, this job i they remind you of past successes whether it is in your childhood or you know uh, even your friends would remind you oh but you helped me in this and that so you are good at this so it's really important uh for your self-worth and yeah. uh, confidence to bounce back from failure because I know it's a hard word out there, especially for Gen Z. You know, we're competing for jobs. There's automation. There's uncertainty. Mm. We live in this. I'm not even going to say post-pandemic word because uncertainty is still out there. So yeah, I think the other thing I would advise is, and what helped me personally, is the curiosity. Like staying curious, staying uh, inquisitive about things that are outside my realm. Tech yeah. was outside my pharma realm, um, you know, even um, social media. Uh, I, I did a course be just because I was curious about those things. So being going outside of the comfort zone, uh, knowing that skill sets that are in demand are shifting. So yeah. be attuned to that. Have a large circle of friends. It doesn't have to be friends or acquaintances that expose you to different industries and different ideas mm -hmm. is what will make you stand out. And then you'll discover your why and you'll discover a new path for you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what helped me throughout this to navigate these career changes. A lot of the conversations that I've had, turning fear or at least reframing fear as curiosity and being inquisitive is something that can really 
powerfully reshape the way that you, you go through uncertain times. So thanks for sharing that, Louisa. Um, and before you go, we really want to hear more about your relationship with mental health. So what does mental health mean to you? And tell us your top three tips for self-care. Sure. I mean, mental health, we're, we're talking about it even more. And I'm glad that like is uh, things like MindTales and uh, all of you guys are what you're doing into like bringing mental health to the conversation, uh, like removing that stigma or working on removing that stigma that is attached to mental health. Uh, you know, yeah. mental health for me is just like flu. You get sick, you, you seek help as simple as that so you get depressed or anxious you seek help and that's okay and everyone goes through it not everyone talks about it but mm. everyone went through it at some point of their lives so you know demystifying this mental health about like um, concept first i think is key and i believe that like mental health like uh, you know there is a saying that i just forgot but it's like it starts you have to have a sane mind and a sane body for everything to fall into place. So mm. if, and you know, the power of the brain and its influence on your own physical health is incredible. So yeah. that's why mental health is so key that if you maintain this sane, this calm uh, mindset, you're, you're going to be healthier, you're going to be more energetic and that will have a ripple effect on your career, on your personal life relationships. So mm -hmm. that's how important I think mental health is for me. Uh, yeah. But then in terms of tips, you know, I wasn't the best person to really give tips because I am a workaholic. I, when I get passionate about something, I really care and then it gets emotional. So what I learned in the past, at least year and a half is consistency in whatever I implement to take care of my mental health, the key is consistency. If I yeah. do it one week for vacation, that's not enough. You need, I need to be, make that conscious effort to do it mm -hmm. every day. And every day it's simple, like whatever works for you. I'm not a big fan of like, you have to journal, you have to, whatever works for you. If talking to a friend for five minutes on the phone is your thing, do that. Mm -hmm. If putting your thoughts down in a journal, do that. If it's drawing, do that. If it's music and dancing like a crazy person, just do that or sing yeah. in your shower, but then do it const like constantly and every day because that's what keep you going. And yeah, again, emphasis on maintaining healthy boundaries with the people, whether at yes. work or with family, knowing when to say no, uh, especially, you know, uh, like it relates to my third point, which is like Jomo, like the joy of missing out. We live in that. that like everything is happening all the time. And I actually, during the lockdown, I enjoyed that part where I didn't have to say no to events. I didn't have to say no to gatherings because there were none. And right. I enjoyed staying at home. I enjoyed reading the book. I rediscovered my home and my couch and my balcony. Mm -hmm. And I rediscovered who Louisa is. Like, what do yeah. I want? What do I do not want? And till today, I'm practicing that. Like, you know, some weekends, I just like to do nothing. Absolutely, and then it's, yeah. it's okay to miss out. It's okay not to go out every day. And it's okay if people 
ask you for a favor to say no yeah just to protect yourself yeah so, yeah so thank you so much, Louisa, for bringing up these great points. Um, I'll be sure to include links to Found Her, Wovid Diaries, Plug and Play um, in the description so our audience can keep up. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Tales Collective. If there were any questions that stood out to you, don't let these conversations stop here. Share your thoughts with your family and friends or send over a quick message to us on Instagram to share your thoughts with us. And don't forget to hit the follow button. You can find us at MindTales Official. We know it's been a tough year. We want to remind you to check in on how you're feeling and ask for help if you need it. Remember, self-care is more than a band-aid. Your mental health is important. Stay tuned for more content next week. Take care and talk to you soon.